98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. Two legislators are unseated following a court of final appeal ruling. The Bank of England says billions of dollars have been pulled from Hong Kong investment funds and social workers go on strike in support of the protest movement. Pro-democracy lawmakers Ao Nok Hin and Gary Fan have lost their seats after the top court refused to hear their appeal cases. Wendy Wong reports. The two were ruled to have been unduly elected after two other candidates, Agnes Chow and Ventus Lau, were wrongly barred from running. Mr. Ao's lawyer told the court his client was the backup for Ms. Chow, and they appealed to the court of final appeal to use its discretion so he can keep a seat. But Chief Justice Jeffrey Ma asked Ms. Chow's lawyer if her re-election petition's aim was to unseat him, and the lawyer said yes. Justice Ma then said Mr. Ao had no appeal basis, and he dismissed both his and Mr. Fan's bids to appeal. Anders Chow and Ventus Lau were barred from electrical by-election in March 2018 because of their political views. A court overturned the disqualifications in September. With only seven months left in the current electrical term, it's unclear if another by-election will be held. Alnok Hin said the problems were caused by mistakes made by the returning officers. So when uh, there is a miss from the returning officers, that the responsibility has been bared, uh, not only from... Uh, Agnes Chow, me, and the whole voters supported us, which is about uh, uh, more than 100,000 people. Uh, and there is much more in uh, New Territory East uh, seats. The Bank of England says the political tensions have led to about five billion US dollars being pulled from investment funds in Hong Kong. In its report on financial stability, the central bank said the outflow started since April and the protests and their effect on the economy highlight political risk as, key, as a key vulnerability. The central bank keeps a close eye on events in Hong Kong because of the significant exposure of British banks. People in the social work sector have begun a three-day strike to pressure the government to respond to the five demands of the protest movement. Around 200 people gathered at Edinburgh Place in Central this morning for the first in a series of events. Adino Chung helped protesters at the Polytechnic University last month when violent cash clashes broke out with police. He hopes their strike will encourage others to follow suit so that young people won't go to the front line of protests. He also admitted some social welfare services will be affected by their strike. If the government listen our our demands and to follow, and actually no one will go to the street and for the um, to try demonstration, a so-called um, um, some destructive behavior. But um, to us, if we maintain our service, if we just keep us away from those who really in need as well. The acting chief executive, Matthew Jung, says the arrest of a Hong Kong man by mainland officials on the bridge to Macau last week is entirely legal. Speaking ahead of today's executive council meeting, he also ruled out, giving the independent committee being set up to review the months of unrest, any power to summons witnesses. Janice Wong reports. Matthew Cheung says the government has already contacted the family of the 53-year-old man who was seized by Zhuhai police and customs on Friday. He was detained while travelling on a shuttle bus to Macau at a new mainland security checkpoint set up on an artificial island, ahead of President Xi Jinping's expected visit to the SAR later this week to mark the 20th anniversary of its handover. 
The acting chief executive said the arrest has nothing to do with customs clearance arrangements and was simply the mainland exercising its power of jurisdiction. He urged people not to read too much into what happened. It's, it's operational matters on the part of the mainland authorities, so I'm not prepared to comment on that. But it's perfectly justified for them to exercise jurisdiction within their own territory. Is entirely legal and justified. Mr Cheung also said the Independent Review Committee, which the government says is setting up to look into the past half-year of social turmoil, will not need powers to subpoena witnesses or documents. He said the aim of the review is to explore the deep-rooted problems that have led to the worst unrest Hong Kong has seen at least since its handover in 1997. It's meant to take a macro view of what's, what happened actually uh, in the lead-up to the social events and in fact the circumstances surrounding the, the, the current uh, crisis we are facing, um, the, the whites and the wards and so on. And in the process also uh, to identify the deep-seated uh, social conflicts, fundamental social conflicts uh, embedded in community for a long, long time. For example, wealth gap and also land housing supply, uh, youth upward mobility of, of youngsters and so on and so forth. Mr Cheung also took the opportunity to thank Beijing for its recognition of the work carried out by the government here in dealing with the unrest it triggered by trying to amend Hong Kong's extradition laws. Democratic Party lawmaker Lam Chirk Ting said it's ridiculous that Mr Jung suggests the Independent Review Committee doesn't need the power to summon witnesses. He said the international experts panel quitting the police watchdog study has proved that any investigation without subpoena powers can't seek the truth. Without such kind of power, uh, I don't think any review committee could properly and effectively perform their duties. To find out the truth, especially those wrongdoers would not cooperate with the independent review committee. So I urge the government to set up the independent inquiry committee and let them have the full power to summon witnesses so that the committee could conduct a thorough investigation. A vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong says the central government will not soften its stance over the ongoing unrest, meaning that Carrie Lam is here to stay as chief executive and further compromises will not be offered. Lao Siu-Kai says Beijing is continuing its hardline approach because it sees the crisis as a national security and sovereignty issue. His comments come after state leaders praised Mrs Lam, who's visiting Beijing, for being very courageous and responsible in tackling the turmoil. I don't see any possibility that uh, she will be replaced anytime soon because the turmoil in Hong Kong is still ongoing and the uh, confrontation between local and external opposition forces in Beijing are still ongoing and will take a long time to resolve. So I, I think that for the sake of stability, to give staunch support to the Hong Kong government and to the Hong Kong police are the major priority in the, on the mind of Beijing. Customs officers say they've foiled an attempt to smuggle $77 million worth of the drug ice into Hong Kong, the largest seizure ever by the department. Officers said they intercepted goods labelled as plastic sequins from Mexico at the airport almost two weeks ago after acting on tip-offs by overseas law enforcement agencies. Chu Kaowing, Air Cargo Division Commander, said the density of the consignment also raised their suspicions. She said they found the drug stuffed into 120 plastic lunch boxes wrapped in plastic that weighed 110 kilograms. Upon open examination of the three cartons, customs officer noticed a very strong smell of fabric softener. We believe 
the drug traffickers intended to make use of the aroma to evade frontline officers' detection and to di distract the customs detected dogs from sniffing the drugs. Boeing is to suspend production of its 737 MAX airliner from January. The company said it would prioritise delivering stored aircraft while it waits for global regulators to approve their return to service. Production had continued, despite the aircraft being grounded worldwide for the past nine months after more than 300 people died in two crashes. Here's the BBC's Samar Hussain. Boeing is one of the biggest industrial companies in America and one of the country's largest exporters. Pulling its most profitable plane from the skies has already cost them $8 billion, and that figure continues to rise. Boeing had anticipated its fleet would be able to fly again by the end of this year. But U.S. regulators made it clear the planes would not be certified under that timetable. Halting production is an unprecedented move and will have ripple effects across the U.S. economy. It will also have an impact on suppliers and airlines around the world. The leading Democrat in the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer, says the expected impeachment trial of Donald Trump would be a cover-up if it didn't hear from key White House officials. Mr. Schumer has written to the Republican majority leader, Mitch McConnell, calling for four witnesses to appear. Several Senate Republicans have said they would prefer a short trial without witnesses. But Mr. Schumer insists there should be testimony from officials with inside knowledge. I haven't seen a single good argument about why these witnesses shouldn't testify or these documents be produced unless the president has something to hide and his supporters want that information hidden. The senior White House advisor, Kellyanne Conway, dismissed Mr. Schumer's request. We don't do things just because Senator Schumer asks us to do them. That's very clear. Starting on October 8th, our White House counsel made very clear that he looks at the entire pr process as unconstitutional, illegitimate, and ill-conceived. And I say many Americans, particularly the independents in these swing states, agree. So uh, there is no reason for them to go and testify in the Senate trial as far as we can see. A sheriff's deputy in the state of North Carolina has been fired after being caught on camera slamming a child onto the floor at a school in the town of Henderson. The video shows the sheriff's deputy walking down a hallway with the child before he suddenly picks him up and throws him to the ground twice. State investigators are deciding whether to file criminal charges. Italy's top football league, Serie A, has been heavily criticised for using a painting of three monkeys to illustrate its latest anti-racism campaign. It insists the artwork promotes integration, multiculturalism and brotherhood. Here's the BBC's Rory Gellimore. In a country where black footballers are repeatedly subjected to monkey chants, where players threaten to walk off the pitch in the face of the abuse they receive, and where Syria A itself has conceded it's trying to deal with a serious racism problem, the league has attempted to find a remedy. And it features three monkeys with painted faces. Say no to racism, reads the artwork's caption. Syria A has defended the piece, saying it'll be displayed at its headquarters in Milan. The artist, who was specifically commissioned to create it, is known for producing work using images of apes. He says they show all humans are the same. To financial news and in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.53 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 35 cents. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,822. That's 314 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $53 billion. And now with a late look at the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. 
We start with American football. Drew Brees has become the NFL's all-time leader in touchdown passes. The 40-year-old broke the record while leading the New Orleans Saints to a crushing 34-7 victory at home over the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. Brees connected with Josh Hill in the third quarter for a five-yard touchdown, the 540th thrown by the Saints quarterback surpassing Peyton Manning on the all-time list. Brees also holds the NFL records for completions and yards. The win kept the Saints in the running with San Francisco and Green Bay for one of the top two seats in the NFC playoffs. Now, the first semi-final of the FIFA Club World Cup takes place in Doha tonight, featuring Saudi Arabia's Asian Champions League holders Al-Hilal and the Brazilian side Flamengo. Al-Hilal's head coach, Razvan Luchescu, remains confident despite calling his opponents one of the best sides in the world. We come without having anything to lose after a fantastic period and after winning this uh, Champions League in Asia. Uh, we were successful this year, then we have this uh, enthusiasm and we play with, uh, with uh, nothing to lose, knowing that we face one of the best uh, teams in, uh, in the world. The European champions Liverpool will play in the second semi-final against the Mexican side Monterrey tomorrow night. With manager Jurgen Klopp and the senior squad currently preparing for that match in Qatar, Liverpool will have to field an understrength team for tonight's League Cup quarter-final back in England. In Klopp's absence, Liverpool's under-23s coach Neil Critchley will lead a team of youngsters out against Aston Villa in tonight's League Cup match at Villa Park. The mentality that the manager breeds in the first team players here, that seeps into the academy as well. You can't help but get influenced by what goes on above you. And I like to think that our young players, as they showed against Arsenal in the last round, have a similar mentality or developing that mentality of what our first team players uh, produce on a weekly basis. There was one match in the English Premier League last night. It finished one all between Crystal Palace and Brighton at Selhurst Park. The one point moved Palace up one place to ninth in the table. And in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks' 18-game winning streak has ended. Seth Curry and Kristaps Porzingis each scored 26 points to help the Dallas Mavericks hang on for a 120-116 victory on the road. The Mavs also did it without their star Luka Doncic, who sat out with a sprained right ankle. Yanis Antetokounmpo led the Bucks with 48 points and 14 rebounds, but got little support from his teammates. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam Chung there. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. Two legislators are unseated following a court of final appeal ruling. The Bank of England says billions of US dollars have been pulled from Hong Kong investment funds and social workers go on strike in support of the protest movement. That's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Usmani. My thanks to Phil for the morning brew. And well, it's Tuesday. So we do have a bit of a foodie element to the show today. At 1.30, I have some real movers and shakers in the studio with me. Carrie Chan and Dr. Mario Chin, founders of Avant Meats, a food tech company based in Hong Kong, producing high-quality fish and seafood products using what? Cell technology. And you're not sure about what cell technology is about? Well, I'm going to make sure that we tell you all about it and everything will be explained to you just about after 1.30 today. And after 2 p.m., Tuesday food and drink 